My name is Anthony James, and I love the German Netflix show Dark. I love it so much that I started a YouTube channel to talk about it. From the start, I've been told that the Dark Train won't last forever, and if I want to continue to grow on YouTube, I need to move on. Well, you know what? I don't want to move on. This show is worth more. It's worth more theories, more analysis, deconstruction, and discussion. So if you're not ready to move on either, then you're in the right place, right here on Dark Discussions. Hello, and welcome to Dark Discussions. I'm your host, Origin Anthony James. Thanks for joining me. Well, here we are again. Once again, you can always think I'm going to be thinking about causal loops. Sometimes I talk about it on Dark Discussions, sometimes I don't, but it's always there, ticking away in the old brain. Now, there's been a lot of people in the comments throughout my time on YouTube who've been giving me hints on how to understand the show, helping me through certain things, but there's been one particular uh, aspect of the time travel within Dark that has been a real bugbear of mine in terms of people's understanding of it. Now, I might explain my understanding of it and it might be wrong, which I'm 100% willing to hold my hand up to, but no one has been able to show me why it's wrong. And that's, that's, that's what I'm going to get at today. And it's all about causal loops. Uh, before we do, uh, the results of the most shocking moment within Dark Poll, there was over 200 votes cast, so thank you very much if you are one of the people who did vote for that. Um, and that it was, so far, anyway, it's, I don't know how to end a poll on YouTube, I'll try and end it, but, you know, so far, the Elizabeth Charlotte reveal is in the lead, so that is the one that is the most shocking, and I probably would agree with you. We could have went down the more sort of visceral, rocky to, rock to head uh, shocking moments, but I think makes more sense. The reveal of Elizabeth and Charlotte probably was the most shocking. So thanks very much for casting your votes in there. Before we get into the meat and bones of uh, of today's dark discussions, could I please say give this video a like? It would really mean a lot to me, whether it's live right now or whether it is later on when it's a video up on YouTube. If you could subscribe to the Culture Cave if you haven't already, I do dark discussions every single Monday. Sometimes my friend Conrad joins me, sometimes he doesn't. I'm hoping to have other people on here in the near future. Um, I've got a Discord set up now for the channel, for the Culture Cave, and there is a link in the description of this live stream right now. I've managed to finally figure out how to make a link that doesn't expire, so there's one of them in the description. If you haven't joined there, get on there. There's been a lot of really good input into this episode of Dark Discussions from uh, the Discord. Uh, so get over there. We're talking about Dark, we're talking about movies, we're talking about all sorts of things. A lot of people ch jumping in the chat already. Hi Shelly, hi Lucille, Kristen, it's good It's good to have you here. Uh, finally here, missed last month, it's every week, not just not just months, but hey, how are you? Seabad uh, Moon says hello, Chan says hello, always a foreigner, Wi-Fi wi -Fi don't fail me now. Oh, that would not be good, but well, it'll be up. Always the foreigner. It will be up for you later on anyway. They do go live. I think I think it fully goes live with the chat replay and everything like that on a Tuesday, midday UK time usually. Um, that's why I didn't change the intro. You know how it says uh, every Tuesday? I didn't change it because it technically doesn't get released until Tuesday on audio apps as well as fully on YouTube until Tuesday. But if you're here on a Monday evening, then you can hang around with me uh, live while we're doing it. So causal loops is what we're going to be having a look at. 
Uh, Connecting Dot says, okay, okay, I'll join you over a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm the god of procrastination. Uh, oh, fantastic. Uh, Lucille says, don't doubt yourself, Anthony. Your interpretation of the loops and cycles and everything is correct <laughs> is the correct one because I agree with you and I'm always right. Therefore, you're always right. Basic logic. Thank you. Uh, Lucille, this is a callback. Lucille LaCroix. Thank you. Uh, hello. Uh, okay, so causal loops. Let me just explain to you, and I'm sure you guys will have a lot of input, but let me explain to you why the, the thing that is a bugbear of mine. Let me see if I've got this set up properly. I do. So causal loops. You might notice I really like this image of uh, Marta and Jonas. I think it's a really nice uh, aesthetically pleasing image, so I use it quite a lot. Um, okay, so. The thing is, ever since I put out my Claudia theory video in August, I believe, there's been a people, a lot of people, and some people, for example, Christopher, who has a podcast in Spanish here, if you want to listen to it, um, as well as Christopher puts a load of, in, in, if you join the Discord, he's linked a big post from Reddit where he puts a load of detail in. There's a whole, like, his, his ideas about the show are so complicated that I can't, I don't know how I would do a, do a dark discussions about them because it would just be me reading off a chart that he's made, which is really, really, really awesome. So you go and have a look at it. It's all, it's always great. See, Bad Moon says I got my camera working. I did because I don't have Conrad here this week, so I can just go straight on uh, with the camera connected into the software rather than going through Zoom, which messed it up last week. But I'm here. Um, okay, so uh, so. Go over to Discord to check out that uh, post from Christopher. I'm not really going to talk about that here. Uh, I'm, Parts of it come into it, but but I'm not I'm not gonna go there. But but it's all great stuff over there. Um, and there, there was a post by Sea Bad Moon in the uh, in the Discord as well uh, about trying to sort of hone in on what type of time travel. We're going to talk about that after the causal loops. So I, I've actually Sea Bad Moon. I am going to do that. Um, so that that's going to be after the causal loops. Um, so basically. The thing that has been a bugbear of mine is people coming into the comments and, you know, I respect everyone's opinions and I respect everyone challenging me because I do like to be challenged and I do like to learn. Would you believe I am a teacher? So, but the causal loops, I think that there is a few people who are having a little bit of an issue understanding why I say things happen one time and infinity times. I think people have a little bit of an issue why I say that because it doesn't really make sense to say that. But I'm going to, ex going to explain what I mean by that today, okay? So a causal loop, basically, and this is why I made a joke in the title saying it, calling it a TED Talk. By the way, the way I spelt talk in the um, in the in this title is kind of a play on my accent, talk. Uh, but but it's also because the three or four people that I told about calling the episode uh, a TED Talk as a joke said, "Are you sure you can do that? Is that not copyright?" So I put in dot TED dot E dot D dot because Ted is, doesn't have any uh, dots, so I put the dots in, and then I called it a talk, not a talk. Uh, and I thought that would get around the copyright. So I, I'm, I'm not an imbecile who can't spell the word talk. I'd put that in as a joke, uh, So and also just to make sure that I don't get the video taken down. Uh, anyway, so causal loops, what are they? Well, let's have a little look. So causal loop, if you go to Wikipedia, this is the explanation you get. And to be honest with you, I wasn't going to reinvent the wheel. I'm not going to go and make my own diagram when they have a great one there. So basically, the idea of a causal loop, if you imagine an eight ball, as in like an eight, eight ball pool, the black ball in a pool game, if you, if it, if you hit it forwards, or if it's propelled forwards, um, and it hits another eight ball, but then after that eight ball gets deflected away, it travels through time and it actually turns out that that eight ball was the original ball that hit itself, okay? So the idea of a causal loop is that it's this sort of never ending or sort of, it's almost paradoxical in, in real life, but it means that an event took place because of something 
that occurred in the future. Okay, that's kind of what we're, look, we're looking at here. So the, the 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 ball being propelled, okay, it's sort of never had a beginning point of propulsion. Okay, so that's the idea of a causal loop. Now the interesting thing is about like you also see on the time there. So it's it starts at twelve o'clock, then it's five past, then ten past. Okay. But I'll get into more detail there in a minute. But basically, that's the idea, this causal loop of something occurring because of its sort of self-propelled occurrence. So the question is, is it happening infinite times? Your mind would immediately go, and most of us when we're watching when we're watching um, the show Dark, think about it happening infinite times. In fact, someone, also, someone did comment, I believe maybe in the Discord or maybe in a comment uh, on one of the YouTube videos, they said the idea of me... Because I think I said last week what I would have done if I was told to kill Bartos, I would have taken him 200 years away and put him somewhere. And someone commented saying, well, that means you would have taken infinite numbers of Bartoses and put put him over there. But I don't agree with that because it only happens once. So this is where the confusion comes in. Because it happens once, but also infinite times. Let me explain. So... The, the eight ball. Before I get to dark, let's look at the eight ball. From the pers- it's all about relativity, right? So time is relative to whatever you're focusing on. So the, from the perspective of the eight ball, all right, it starts. It starts at uh, twelve o'clock or zero. It goes and hits it at five seconds, and then it travels back in time at ten seconds. So the eight ball is actually continually moving forwards, it, it, according to the eight ball. It travels through time and keeps going. So it's kind of like it's infinite for the eight ball. Think about uh, in Back to the Future when Einstein the dog goes forward in time by a minute. Okay? He, if you were to... Dr. Brown actually explains it in that scene. Right? Dr. Brown explains that if you were to look, look at it from the relative to Einstein, if you were in the car with Einstein, then those two moments happen instantaneously. He jumps forward in time a minute... But actually, for him, it seems like it's just the next minute. It seems like it's continuing on, okay? So it's kind of the same idea. But if you look at it from the perspective of the rest of the world or Doc and Marty in that scene, they live that minute, okay? So the perspective of the time that's that's, that's happened is different for the two parties. So the, the perspective of the rest of the world in this eight ball situation is the ball is hit and then the ball... Is, like strikes itself and then the ball goes back in time but because we're in the perspective of the rest of the world time continues to carry on we don't see the ball going back in time we don't we don't go back in time to see it arrive we've already seen that happen it only happens once according to the world okay so it's all about perspective it's all about relativity so relative to what now how do i bring this into dark okay the idea of, i'm going to bring this into dark now by explaining the penny Okay, so the penny itself, from the perspective of the penny, the penny is actually always traveling around in an infinite circle. If you were to be the penny, if you were the penny, right? Let's get ourselves in the mind of the penny for a second here. Everyone keeps forgetting about the penny. I am the penny, right? So I go and I get given to young Helga. And then I get go up again and then I get given back to young Helga. And then it gets up to 2019 and I get given to young Helga. Now that might appear... Like it's only happening once. But the penny, in the, from the penny's perspective, it's happening infinite times. Okay? Because from our world now, if you were to view it 
from the perspective or the re- the rel- relative to the world, okay, young Helga received a penny one time in 1953. He gets older. Auric uh, gets it in the in the police station, 2019. He takes it back in time, but when he goes back in time, the time relative to the world continues in a straight line. Okay? So the time relative to the world doesn't... It's like Einstein in the car. All right? The time relative to the world keeps going forward. So that's what I mean. The penny does get passed back infinite times. It's really, really strange to think about, though, because Helga and Ulrich only... That only happens once. All right? But the penny itself... If you look at it from from the perspective of the penny, it happens infinite times. Now, we could actually do this... Uh, with multiple things within Dark. Okay? And Connecting the Dots says, the story is set in a closed time-like curve, which is infinite. Yes. But it is it is about relativity, though. Okay? So if you were, if we were to just view it all from the perspective of the world, Venla says, from the perspective of the world, the penny disappears. Well, kind of, yeah. Because if, if, if I'm living in, in Vinden in 2019, then Ulrich takes it back in time. I'm never going to see it again. Because once my life moves into 2020, then that penny's back in time, and then it'll go up to 2019, and then it's sent back in time again. You see what I mean? So from the perspective of myself living in Vinden, that penny's gone. That penny's back in time. It's it's gone. It's kind of like um. So for example, if if Ulrich, so for example, Ulrich, Ulrich goes back in time. He doesn't exist in 2019 anymore. They don't. You don't see him again. Okay, but from the perspective of Ulrich. His life continues on, so it's it's a it's really complicated in what is infinite and what is not, but there is a difference. Okay, so in terms of the penny, no, sorry. The next thing I want to talk about it's not just physical objects, and this is the interesting thing because it's not just physical objects which can be passed infinite times within this linear time if you look at it from the perspective of the world. Okay, um, so what I mean by that is, let's look at the letter. Now, I don't mean the actual physical letter. I mean the content of the letter. This is what I mean about it not being physical. The idea, the words that were written in that letter. Okay? Now, if we look at them from the perspective of the world, then Michael gets uh, talks to Jonas around the table in June 2020. Uh, sorry, I've, I should change this. It's not 2020. It's 2019. How dare I? How dare I? Okay, there we go. We're, we're better now. So, so... Jonas and, and uh, Michael talk around the table. Jonas gives uh, gives him the letter. He reads the letter. Then he writes it again. Jonas then receives it later that year in November 2019. So to the world, that all takes place in four or five months. That's gone. And then whenever they move on, it's it's just time continues on. For, the, for me, a random guy living in Vinden, it just continues on. But for the content of the letter, for the actual idea of the letter, that loops back continually, continually, continually for infinite times. Because it has to. If you, It's really strange to think about it, but if you look at time relative to the content of the letter, it's, it's an infinite cycle. So that's what I mean by infinite happening one time and happening infinite times. I have never meant, I have never ever meant that there are infinite Ulrichs or there are infinite Jonases. I, I do not believe that. And I think that is... It's obviously a theme that the show is going for because everyone, when they first start thinking about it, thinks that way. Okay, but but I but there's Ulrich didn't go to the fifties infinite times. 
Okay, Ulrich was born, and then eventually he died. He didn't become younger at any point. This isn't this isn't a time loop. A time loop is like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is where the same thing happens every time. Okay, and you wake up and it's like the morning again. That's a time loop. This isn't a time loop. This is this is a causal loop. Okay, um, that's at least my understanding. Uh, Lucille says, "I love the idea that everything happening once." And infinite times at the same time. Best way to explain what's happening in dark, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's, it's what I said. Well, Lord Stannis says, says bootstrap paradox. The content is never created. You're right. Well, these are all, a lot of these are bootstrap paradoxes. Whenever there's no origin point. Origin point. Uh, Connecting Dots says, it's an infinite time loop that replaces whatever happens in a moment of infinite time. In, in a moment infinite. I, I don't agree with that. Connecting the Dots. I 100% I'm up for that. Uh, debate and discussion um like a deja vu except you wouldn't know it's a deja vu it's not a time loop now it's not a time loop a time loop is like bill murray in groundhog day where he wakes up every morning and everything's reset i don't believe that's happening in dark now i'm willing to listen to i'm willing to listen to an argument for it i am willing to listen to an argument for it but i don't think that's happening stranger is the same Jonas. Okay, that we that we saw in season one. Obviously, eventually he splits. That's another thing, but but eventually, like eventually, one of them becomes stranger. So I don't think that there is a reset. There's no reset after after it all happens. Like like you know, Jonas doesn't wake up again one day and all of a sudden everything started again. It doesn't go that way. Um, okay, so uh, but I'm willing to be wrong about that again. Like you know, I'm willing to be wrong about that. So, C. Babman says, I like the term block universe for the prime and alt worlds. Uh, all the past and futures already created. Yeah, well, C. Babman, I've been saying that since my first HD Tannis theory in July or August last year. Like, I do believe that when it was all created in one go, that's how we've got these uh, causal loops and bootstrap paradoxes happening because it was all created past, present, future at one time. Uh, that's how, what I think. Uh, Venla says, what is the relationship of these loops to the cycles that everyone is confused about? Well, the cycles is, we have to be careful because the cycles is a way that the, the, the characters within the show try to explain things. And I don't think that we can take the characters explanations or understanding as rote. We can't take it as, as a hundred percent. So the, the idea of cycles, um, it's, I think that Jonas, because obviously Jonas, when he turned into Adam, he thought that he could change things. Like he thought he could. So I think he believed, like he, he, he believed his whole life that he wasn't going to turn into Adam. So he must have believed this idea of a cycle where the next Adam is not the same Adam as before. So, or the next Jonas is not the same. He must have believed that, but that's not correct though. Like he didn't understand it. All right. Um, so that's just how, how it is. Uh, and Lord Stannis says they also lie. Yeah, they do. They like let's be honest. Characters can lie. They can lie. Um, Vic Disco says uh, predeterminism. Einstein's theory of the block universe. Well, yeah, that's that's Sea Bad Moon's put across the block universe there as well. It's interesting uh, that idea. Uh, Andreas uh, says, can someone explain to me who created the sphere? I do not think that we will see it on screen. The sphere. What do you mean? Like you mean the big black orb? Like the? Is that what you mean, uh, Andreas? Put that. Put it. Put in the, co the the comments there what you mean by that. Um, the sphere. Oh, the gold sphere. The little. The little like uh, ball. Okay. Okay. My understanding of that is basically that 
anything that we didn't see happen in the alt world, we have to assume happened in a very similar way to the prime world. So I'm pretty sure that alt HG townhouse made that. Um, now, if you look at the uh, the tunnel, if you look at the tunnel between the different uh, times in in the alt world, you've got um, 86, 2019, and then the future 2052. You've got you've got those. So the, the tunnel is actually shifted 33 years into the future compared to the prime world. So if you think about that, it's shifted 33 years into the future. That makes me think almost that their their technology is actually. Uh, 33 years in the future too like it's maybe not doesn't work perfectly but the the reason why they're able to have a more complicated device that can travel between different worlds is because their whole their whole like sort of perspective is shifted 33 years something like that um not perfect but it's sort of what i tell myself uh we didn't see it on screen though you are right um connecting the dots says uh vic disco there are some neat articles okay so more more people backing up the idea of going to have a read about the block uh universe good idea uh lucille says how amazing would it be uh to have one of the writers of the show in one of these lives <laughs> could it be possible right if we asked them nicely i mean that would be that would be perfect i have thought to myself what would i do um if i if, if i got to interview one of the one of the creators if maybe for 1899 coming out i don't think i will i think we're still a bit too small for that sort of thing but if I did, uh, I think I'd probably really annoy you all because I think that certain things when you like when they're writing a show, I'm sure there's certain things they don't want answered or th certain things they want the, the, the everyone everyone to. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure I'd ask something, but I I don't think I would be able to if I interviewed them for a show or interviewed them. I don't think I would like press for things and say like, you know, where did Agnes go? Where did she go? Like, I don't, I don't think I would do that. I, I, and I probably would annoy you all because I wouldn't do that. But I, I, I genuinely think that they might not even have answers for some of that stuff. You know, it's, it, this didn't really happen. They, they made up the story and it, they showed us what they had, you know, that's sort of how I feel about it. And I think that, I think that, uh, once you put a piece of art out in the world, people's people's feelings towards them and thoughts about them are just as valid as the people who made the art, in my opinion. Like when J.K. Rowling went and changed a load of stuff in Harry Potter, I, do, I don't necessarily think that, you know, she keeps saying things and keeps telling people how to interpret them. I don't, I don't believe that that's the correct thing to do. So I don't really think I would want to prod that out of the creators of Dark, to be honest with you. But yeah. Um, maybe that's just annoyed you for me saying that, but still. Um, okay. All right. Okay. So what we're going to do now, uh, let's have a look at this. So see bad moon, put in the discord. If you haven't joined the discord, the link is in the description, put in the discord. Um, wh where does dark fit on this chart? So this chart that, that, uh, see bad moon, uh, linked now it's not, the, it's not, I'm going to be honest straight out about here. See bad moon. It's not perfect. Um, it might, it's not perfect, uh, but we will, um, we, we, we'll, we'll be having a look at it anyway. So th three theories of time travel, fixed timeline, dynamic timeline, multiverse. Which one does Dark fit into? Does it fit into all of them? Does it fit into one of them? Does it fit into none of them? Let's have a look. So fixed timeline, first of all. In a fixed timeline, even when parties travel back in time, the future they left cannot be changed. All events remain as fixed points in time. The actions of the traveler in the past have already become part of history. This is known as the uh, Novikov self-consistency pr principle. 
For example, say you travel back in time in order to kill Adolf Hitler as a baby, in order to prevent World War II. You replace him with an orphaned baby so that the family will not notice. You travel back to the future and the replaced baby grows up to be Adolf Hitler himself. Oh, that's a good plot for a film, isn't it? Um, okay, so this one obviously has aspects within Dark. It says here The Terminator and Harry Potter 3. Harry Potter 3, my favorite Harry Potter, just so you know, because there is time travel. But um, I would say this is this is aspects of Dark. If you look if you look at the the actual um, timeline within the two worlds, the block universe you, you guys are talking about in the chat, if you look at that um, in isolation without the, the origin world stuff, just that those universes that were created with with the causal loops in place, that definitely is fixed timeline. Um, there is aspects of this in it, definitely. Um, definitely aspects of this in there. Uh, and I, to be honest with you, I, I, I like that not all not all time travel is this way, uh, but I kind of think this is my favorite type of time travel where everything happened the way it always would and it was sort of, you couldn't get out of it. You know, I kind of like that aspect. Having said that, as Dark did, they did break out of that in a way, but in my opinion, didn't ruin the fixed timeline nature of that. Um, but you, every time travel uh, film or TV show can't can't be like fixed time timeline. To be honest with you, you need to have some weird ones that aren't you know that are way out and paradoxical and way out of way out of left field because that's what keeps the genre interesting and keeps us talking about it. If everything was like fixed timeline, you can't change it. Then I think it would become a very boring. Uh, um, it would become a very boring genre very quickly. Um, okay, so. Uh, next one up then is dynamic timeline. Now, there's a few people in the Discord have said that this one doesn't make much sense. So let's 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 have a look and see. So dynamic timeline. Uh, in a dynamic timeline, this is as seen in Back to the Future. Apparently, um, I, I'm gonna disagree that this is seen in Back to the Future straight out out the gate here. Um, uh, but oh, before we leave that first type, Venla has popped in and asked, uh, "Tenet is fully this first type, right? Does it count?" I believe Tenet would count in a way for this fixed timeline one. Yeah, I think I think I haven't I've only watched Tenet once yet. I need to watch it a hundred more times because I want to make a lot of videos on it. Because Tenet is trying to do a lot of things, and I haven't quite made my mind up whether it's doing them well or not yet. A lot of the stuff it does well. Let me be honest with you. But Tenet is a really interesting film to me. Uh, it's sort of a perfect storm of uh, Christopher Nolan in what he's become, and I and I don't necessarily hate what he's become, but at the same time, there's aspects of Tenet which I think. I need to talk about. Um, so fixed timeline. Uh, is that Tenet? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Um, I think it is. That's all I'll say. I don't want to say too much about Tenet because I do have a lot of thoughts which I want to put in a video one day. Okay, so dynamic timeline. In a dynamic timeline, altered events in the past have um, have definite impacts on the present. Uh, for example, if you travel back in time and kill your grandfather, also uh, you also prevent your own birth and your eventual trip back in time. In turn, your grandfather is never killed, and you were born again, only to go back in time and kill your grandfather anyway. This loop continues infinitely and creates a paradox, as seen in Back to the Future. Disagree. Um, this is not seen in Back to the Future. In Back to the Future, it's never implied that if Marty McFly fades away and is never born, that the his, the part like that that it will all be reset and George McFly will be with Lorraine and they will end up having Marty and then he'll go back in time again. That's not Back to the Future. In Back to the Future, now again, it is paradoxical obviously, but in Back to the Future, if Marty McFly did not succeed in getting his parents together, he wasn't going to exist. 
I do not believe in a time loopy Groundhog Day situation where he'd sort of come back into into life because he could never have went back. Like I think they were doing something so paradoxical and so sort of off the off the wall that it doesn't really fit many types of time travel. It's kind of just like we'll do what we want. And I don't think that Marty McFly would have existed again after he faded away. I think that's what this is implying, and I don't think that would have happened. Um, all right, so Lord Stannis says, Tenet is a different type to any of these, in my opinion. Fair enough. There definitely is fixed timeline stuff going on in Tenet. Definitely is. Because even like the last scene with Robert Pattinson and John David Washington, where they're talking about everything's been set in motion and he has a long way to go, and he's, you know it really does seem like everything's happened and will happen and it's the way it goes um, to me. Anyway, anyway, it does to me. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, next up. So, Multiverse. So, as seen in Terminator 2 and 3. That's interesting. Terminator has two of these in the different films. Uh, Misfits, which is a great UK TV show, and Star Trek uh, 2009. Uh, so, a concept of a multiverse supports alternate timelines. In an infinite number of parallel universes... Traveling into the past causes a, diff a, a new divergent timeline from the first. Because of this, we, uh, the traveler can do anything with impunity, and only the new timeline will be affected. For example, if you travel back in time and kill your grandparents, nothing happens. There is no paradox. You have simply created a new timeline in which you will not exist, but the original timeline is unaffected. However, you cannot return to your original timeline. Now, this is not perfect in terms of describing Dark, obviously. But there is aspects of this creating branches of timelines or different realities layering on top of each other. Um, there is aspects of that, obviously. I think we can all see that straight away. There's aspects of that in there, um, you know, especially like with with the with the loophole stuff in season three. Uh, now, I don't think that I don't think Dark is doing something like that's overtly a multiverse in any way. I don't think there. I don't think every I don't think there could be an infinite number of these uh, of these universes. I think that the, the 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 splits that happen are the only ones that happen. Well, I say splits. I know there's people who go come at me for that word, but we'll say that the timeline splits that happen. There's only a number of them that happen, and they're the only ones that can happen because, as we know, everything that happens will happen because eventually they go into that light tunnel. Eventually, they see each other as children. That has to happen. Everything's predetermined, in my opinion. So multiverse it is not but there is aspects of those splits in the timeline going on um always foreign says be sitting here nodding like i have any any idea what happened in tenet hmm, interesting <laughs> okay uh you know tenet's definitely one like like when i was watching it with my wife like my wife is a very very intelligent person i would say even more intelligent than me uh but i have a degree in mathematics and i was and it's sort of my my brain is more wired to think of it like that now i'm not always right let's be honest and you guys know that because i've made mistakes on here but but i'm sort of able to pick up the the, the little things being put down and I, we had to pause tenet a couple of times just to sort of make sure my wife knew what was going on and most of the time she did but it is one of those ones that it's a lot's happened and uh and they're sort of explaining things a lot okay i'm gonna make a video on it one day guys but i will say this about tenant I need to watch it again to figure out what the hell was happening with those reverse bullets. Like, that's that's the one thing where I'm just like, like I get what the, I get what's going on, but does that mean like let's let's really put this into perspective here? The reverse bullet, like, does that mean 
Like, when did the bullet get in into the stair? You know, you know the start of Tenet, when they when when they sh- where they're shooting and like there's a little hole in in the stair, and then the bullet flies out backwards into the guy's gun. Here's my question: When that guy went through the turnstile to go backwards in in in, in the world, when was that bullet put in the wall? Did someone did someone put the bullet through the turnstile and then walk over there and go, yeah, there's gonna be a guy here. There's going to be a guy here, so I'm probably going to have to put a bullet in the wall there, so whenever we shoot it backwards, it'll go through his shoulder. Like, how does that work? I don't understand the idea of putting the bullets in the wall. That's that's really weird to me, and I don't really know if it works. And I need to think about it, because when that guy went through the turnstile, how did the bullet get in the wall? When they built that theater, did they put a bullet in the wall thinking, you know, one day it'll be shot backwards? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, Venla says it, it kind of appears there. If it kind of appears there, then the whole thing's bollocks. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Then I'm, fi- I'm, I'm fine with the whole thing being bollocks. I'm fine with that. I, I really am. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with it all being bollocks. But that is the big bugbear of mine. I think the idea of bringing the idea of these backwards bullets in and even the way they 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 I'm going to I'm going I'm going to make videos about it. I'm going to make videos about it. But that's the main part where I'm just like what what is going on? Like the bit where he the bit where he had a cut he had a cut. You know how like he he started bleeding because he was going to because he was going backwards and he was going to get cut. So I'm thinking to myself like was the scar of that cut there his whole life? Did it open up was was his body going to be open like did his body have that healed like, you know how, like, I'm sure there's, even the smallest cut, there's residue or there's some aspect within your body that shows you've been cut there before because your body had to heal. So when he was born, did he have the healing sort of artifacts in his, in his, on him where he got, where he's going to get cut when he's going backwards in time? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, Lord Stannis, I know the bullet was inverted. Like, I get that. I, I get the bullet was inverted. But how did it get in the wall? Like, the guy goes through a turnstile with a gun, right? So I'm, I'm imagining the, the gun that he has. Like, did he just go through with an empty gun, hoping, oh, there's going to be inverted bullets out in the world somewhere? Like, I'm just, I'm get, there's going to be inverted bullets. Like, it's, it's really the idea of the inverting bullets. It doesn't pass sniff test for me whatsoever. Anyway, let's move on. So uh, Lucille says, Anthony, unrelated question, but how long have you been a teacher, and how old are you, are your students? Uh, because I've started teaching four or five weeks ago, and yeah, I'm just really cur- curious. Okay, cool, cool question. Uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, I've, well, I'm currently 30 years old. I turned 30 very recently, um, and uh, so I've been teaching for seven years now. I think this is my sixth or seventh year, and uh, I've taught all different age groups. So I actually qualified as a primary school teacher, which would be ages from five to 11. Um, I taught mostly eight and nine year olds. And then after two and a half years, I decided to change to uh, secondary school because I got a call from a school wanting me to, and I've always wanted to use my maths degree basically and, and have a go teaching secondary school. So I teach secondary school now uh, and I teach, uh, so I teach uh, pupils from 11 to 16. Um, yeah, so that's what I do, teach maths to 11, 11 to 16 year olds. Uh, so it's all, it's all good fun. Uh, Lord Santa says, from the, from the bullets perspective, it gets fired from the gun as normal. How is it in the wall, though? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's weird, isn't it? From the bullet's perspective, it gets 
it gets fired from the gun as normal. I need to watch it. I need to watch it again and really think about this. You know, like in the timeline of moving forwards in time, right? When did it appear in the wall? That's my point. When did it appear in the wall? That's like I think that's a hole. That's a plot hole. I don't, you know, I don't really like the, the term plot hole, but that that seems like one to me. When did it appear in the wall? I know what you mean, like, but from the bullet's perspective, it's traveling forward. But like, it's strange. It's strange. Anyway, I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. Uh, okay, so uh, Vic Disco says, Anthony, question: Have you uh, have any of the science teachers at your school ever watched Dark? If so, what are their takes on the quantum time aspect? None of them have actually. I have I have suggested it to one or two of them. Uh, not yet. Not yet got them on. They will. They will eventually uh, come on the train. Uh, not yet. I'll get everyone eventually though. I'll get everyone eventually. Um, uh, see, Batman says I think I need to watch this movie. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, yes, handsome man injury. Only thirty. I know. I know. I look a lot older. One time, I one time when I was teaching primary school, a little eight year old girl asked me how old I was, and I told her I was seventy six, and she said. Oh okay, and then just continued coloring. Um, she didn't question it whatsoever, so I took that as a, a, a to mean that I actually do look older. Although to be to be honest with you, I've looked this age since I was about fifteen. Um, I've looked this age since I was about fifteen. That's just the way it went. One time I, I worked in actually I, I don't think I've ever said this before, uh, but I worked in a uh, Chinese restaurant, uh, sort of uh, from the age of thirteen to nineteen um, through secondary school. And uh, one time when I was serving someone the food, um, they said. Uh, the, uh, a woman asked me, uh, like their, their kid was being crazy, some little three-year-old kid running around, and I was laughing at them, and and, and I was I was literally fourteen years old, and the and the and the the mother the mother of the child said, "Have you got any of your own?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm I'm I'm literally fourteen years old, you know." But I, I just laughed and went, "No, I don't know." But you know, nothing against fourteen-year-old uh, parents, you know. Um, <laughs> it is some people are you know go through horrible things that make them that old. I'm not judging, but but the thing the thing is. I, I did actually get asked if I have any kids when I was 14 years old. I thought, as a 14-year-old, going home to tell my mom about that, it was pretty funny. Um, men with beards don't age. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. I maybe will. I maybe will. All right, so there's causal loops and all that sort of sort of fun stuff. Um, I thought I would have a, have a little go at that this week. I'm sure there's Lodi is going to come in the comments and tell me that I'm wrong, which is great. That'll fuel another one later down the road. Um, Lucille says, I'm 23. People think I'm older uh, than my 30 year old brother. <laughs> that is funny. It, it's, it's, it is weird. You know, some people look old, some people you look young. Um, handsome Hedry says I'm 42. People think I'm 25. Well, that's actually pretty good. Uh, in the UK, we have a, a system called think 25 when you're buying alcohol. And so if you don't look over 25, they'll ask for your ID. So handsome head injury, you might actually be, you, you might actually get asked for ID there. Uh, Venla, me and my friend, when we were 15 and 12, were thought to be mother and daughter, so I can relate. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is, that's funny. That That is funny. Um, well, actually, just to, uh, I don't know if I want to say this, but I will, it's, it is funny. Like, when I, when I was like 17, like, I met my wife when I was 17, and uh, so we were both still at school, but we went to different schools. So her bus would come through my town, so whenever we would like, you know, meet up after school, go for a cup of coffee or something, Probably hot chocolate at that age, to be honest with you. And uh, and whenever I whenever I uh, would go, because I lived in the same town I went to school in, so I would go home and get changed out of my school uniform, and I'd go down to meet uh, meet my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and um, and so we would walk around. Sometimes we would hold hands, and like we would get some awful looks because I looked about thirty years old, 
and I was only we were the same age, but I looked I was out of uniform and I looked about thirty years old, and my my wife was seventeen, and my wife you know you've seen her on here she doesn't she doesn't wear makeup very very often she does when she you know when she wants to dress up and things but she doesn't really so she might have looked younger than she was anyway it's a whole thing it's uh it's not a nice nice time to think back on actually but it is it is weird <laughs> on the on, very awkward handsome head injury very awkward um uh always foreigner says shortly after my 29th birthday a friend of mine was shocked to find out i was older than her <laughs> It's funny that, do you take offense when someone says, you're older than me? Like, what do you think I am? Do you think I'm really immature or something? Like, do you take offense at that? Um, connecting the dots, I'm middle-aged me. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Middle-aged, jeez. What is middle-aged? Am I middle-aged? When does middle-aged start? 35, 40? When does middle-aged start? I don't know. That's a weird one. It's probably different, it's probably different uh, depending on which culture you're in, uh, where, when middle-aged starts. Um, I wish, I, I, you know... We can all hope to be middle-aged one day. That's that. That'll be a happy life. Uh, all right. Okay. I think. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? This is not dark discussions. This is age discussions. Absolutely fine with me, though. Um, all right. So I've actually been, as I, as I said on the Discord, I'll say it here as well. I've been obsessed with the YouTube channel Cracking the Cryptic recently, which is a Sudoku-based YouTube channel. And if you haven't watched any of Cracking the Cryptic, even if you don't like Sudoku, watch it because actually there's a fella on there called Simon who's really, really interesting and hilarious. The way he comes to the puzzles. Um, so I would say, uh, I, I would say give that a go, but because of that, I've actually left Orphan Black to the side for a while. I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't, but I have. So I'm going to get back to Orphan Black. Uh, actually I have to, I have to do the bike now before I go to bed because I do it every day and sometimes I can't be bothered during the day. So I, I, I leave it, I leave it to the end of the day. So there's literally one of the times I actually did it at 1am to be honest with you, but I have, I've done it every day for like nearly 50 days now. So I'm doing well. Uh, but so I'm going to do it now. I probably watched the last episode of season one of Orphan Black, so it's a great, it's a great show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am, I am, I am, uh, I'm, I'm really liking it. It's a little bit more TV. I've said that before than I'm used to. You know, like like the, the the sound, like the soundtrack and stuff. It feels like I'm watching Twenty Four or something. But 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 I, but I do enjoy it. It's very very compelling. Um, okay, let's go, let's go uh, and do what we are doing. I think a lot of you are probably at work or school or. All sorts of things all over the globe. So I'll let you get back to it. Thanks very much for joining me, guys. And I'll see you next time. Subscribe. Get to the Discord if you haven't already. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, like the video. That would really help. If you want to buy a t-shirt, the After Dark Podcast t-shirts, they are underneath. I'm starting to think of other ideas for t-shirts. Um, just for anyone who wants to support the channel or anyone who wants to, who likes our designs, that sort of thing. Uh, but apart from that, thanks very much for joining me. And I will catch you later. Bye.